Tacovas. Oh yeah, I was just looking at some pictures of a concert Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to. I don't know, ten years ago, she had some old cowboy boots on. This is like a couple weeks ago, and I said, "You, you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs." So she went to Tacovas. Dot com and they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to tecovas.com. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered, can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of Tecovas and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. And it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots. Performance, pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to a store, Tecovas delivers the most premium quality, most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And point your toes west. Middle cough. Hey, behave. All right, weekend podcast and John live YouTube podcast crossover mailbag that's what we're doing for the weekend here the weekend's here i i absolutely love it let's go right uh, so here's the deal we do a mailbag once a week you go to itunes you leave us a review on itunes preferably five stars and in that review you leave a question that's where our mailbag questions come from maybe we'll get to a couple itunes questions as well uh as we go along today but that's what we got you know the problem sometimes uh, when you go live or when we do these videos, which we do a lot of in uh, in the winter time, you look at yourself and you go, "God, I'm pale." I thought you had you know, a at least. For you're, that. At least you're pale. You're pale with uh, with hair. At least you know you can't be bald and pale. <laughs> but when you were in, you know, when you lived in Philadelphia, you used to fake and bake. Have you have you taken that out of the repertoire? Yeah, no faking and baking. I do it naturally, but I just you, you know, do a regular too busy bake. Working guy, Is we don't have time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just bad for you. It's a regular bake. In Philly, I mean, the sun doesn't show for months. I mean, the sun is out. Yeah. I just need to go outside a little more. All right. So, again, the deal, mailbag, we'll go through uh, all, some of the iTunes mailbag questions. Then maybe we'll hit a couple. Give us a YouTube comment or two. We'll try and mix that in. But this is going to be snappy. Middlecoff's got a, a Doug Gottlieb radio hit to get to. Uh, so, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I Papa and Lund reached out for a radio hit. And I declined. I, the only radio hits I think I'm going to move doing forward is uh, compensated ones. Because well, once you go compensated, it's hard to do normal ones. Yeah, but then Greg could be like, I gave you guys an hour on your podcast, and you're not going to give me uh, 15 minutes uncompensated on radio? But I, I've probably done five, six hits since then. Oh, okay. How can I do a hit? We're doing. They wanted me to come on right now. I said yeah, I had it's impossible. got to okay, gotta work. work. All right, here we go. Uh, iTunes, leave us a review with a uh, mailbag question in it. Uh, first question comes from Eddie Jr. Eddie Martinez Jr. Again, John, I'm always blown away. Full name on the internet. Shout out to Eddie Martinez Jr. Uh, Eddie says, stop with the Cam Newton back to the Patriots. He cannot throw the ball. I've seen enough of him throwing the ball at wide receiver's ankles. Love the pod. Promo code ham. It's not really even a question, but uh, Eddie is saying we are overzealous on the possibility that Cam Newton is back on the Patriots as their quarterback next year. What do you think? Who said that? Was that a you? I think you and I have just said it's that Cam, I definitely said, I think Cam will be better this year if he's back on the Patriots than he was last year. Last year was a weird year. He was not good. And you and I were early. Everyone was talking about, oh, Cam's not getting enough respect. And I think you and I talked about it early in the season. Like, we're watching him. It does not look good. 
But uh, Eddie's suggesting that, you know, and then Cam is constantly complimenting Belichick. Maybe he's trying to get back on the pads, but. Well, Belichick's complimenting him. I got a DM that kind of got my brain working. And someone's like, listen, if Cam moving forward is this level of quarterback, meaning a terrible thrower, could he play some sort of Taysom Hill role? And I was like, you know, when you did watch Cam last year, the one thing he had some success on, right, is running, running guys over, running around guys. And he still can throw. I don't think it's that crazy. Because unlike Tebow and some of those guys, he's always kind of played a hybrid role. He, he does have a value in the NFL because he can play just this QBX. Like you could hand him the ball. I think you could do a lot of stuff with him or at least try it out, especially when it costs no money. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, Taysom Hill is probably a little more unique, probably a little more laterally at this point in time uh, dynamic. But I think there's... I. If Cam wants to keep playing, that people will work with him, right? Just because physically, I don't know if he can catch the ball, but he definitely can run around, and yep. he's not afraid. Yep. I and think he's the greatest physical running quarterback, right? There's been Lamar and Michael, I almost said Michael Jackson, Michael, Michael, Michael Vick, <laughs> Steve Young. Michael Jordan, like the, the greatest running quarterback, quarterback of all time. <laughs> I, I, I do think Cam's the greatest power running quarterback of all time, no close second. Tebow in college, college Tebow. College Tebow is pretty sweet. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Eddie, for the uh, mailbag question. Not a really even question. Just telling us to shut up. Uh, next up, this one is from no bad days. 24, 24, 24, 24. Love the Saturday pod. And I hope you guys dedicate that pod to Q and a. That's what this is. This will be out Saturday on the podcast feed. I personally listen to podcasts more than watching TV because I can do a lot more stuff while I listen. Saturday's the worst since my pod lineup is over with. I hope you guys continue to corner that market. For my question, should the NFL be worried about the QB position turning into the NBA? Quarterback, player, empowerment. Thank you, hashtag Pod, hashtag blue, hashtag collar. So should the, uh, should, the, should the NFL be worried that quarterbacks are going to start dictating the terms? No one's been traded yet. I mean, <laughs> Kyrie says, I'm out, they trade him. Right? Anthony Davis is like, I'm not playing anymore. And they're like, oh, oh trade well, They give it like, they let it drag out for three weeks, then they trade him. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. I'm just saying the Anthony fast. Davis one got messy. The Anthony Davis one definitely did. Uh, Kyrie happened pretty quick. He's like, I ain't fucking playing with LeBron. They're like, see, ya. Harden was like, yeah, I'm fat. I don't give a fuck. The one ball he threw to John Wall that he basically threw at the scorer's table, and John Wall was like seven feet away. And they're like, yeah, we got to trade him. Oh, oh, you just reminded me of something. John, sorry, on this topic. This is this cracked me up this week, and we didn't get to it on the podcast. So, you know, Harden went back to Houston this week. Yeah. That he played in Houston for the that. first time. And apparently they, were, they said they'd retire his number. I don't even know. But Harden goes back to Houston, and he did an interview before he went back on ESPN. And they were like, you know, how do you reflect on your time, whatever. And he's like, you know, when you see some other athletes, the way it's being handled in Houston right now, it's going much smoother than the way it went with me. He thinks Deshaun Watson is going smooth. That's how messy it got with him. He looks at Deshaun Watson. Now, he also probably is talking about J.J. Watt, but he said athletes. He's talking about multiple guys. James Harden is under the impression that's going well with Deshaun Watson. Just Altuve? F- just, just, maybe Altuve. George Springer? Anyway, sorry. James, James, James won a lot more than those guys, right? Yeah. I mean, he was just more successful. Uh, than the Houston Texans. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just I, – when's a quarterback been traded? Like – Matt Stafford was because after 12 years, no one would have a problem if these guys stayed in a place 12 years. Kyrie was like, Boston, I'm going to be the little Bill Russell. Retire my jersey. And then like three weeks later, it's like, 
I'm out of here. And it was like him and Kevin Durant were like, we can go, we can go here, we can go here. It's like, what the fuck? I, to me, the NFL hasn't even come close to that. I, is there anyone that thinks Deshaun's even crazy? Like, who is, you know, Deshaun, don't agree with him. Like, who's saying that? Even Matt Stafford was like, yeah, you know, Detroit Lions, two best players, retired at 30. Like, you got to get out of there. I, who's pushing against those guys? That's what I, even, I think the Russell one is probably going to be a polarizing decision for sure. Uh, but that's because they're like a little like hard. And it's like, you're having success, Russell, and they're doing everything to help you out. But these other situations, I would say universally, you think there's teams in the NFL are like, God, if I went to Sean, I'd get the hell out of there too. Yeah. I, to me, the best I don't example, think he's really gone rogue. I think the best example of quarterback empowerment, you know what it is? Kirk Money. Cousins. Yeah. It's Kirk Cousins got rich enough to not get backed into a contract he didn't want, but they needed him enough to keep franchising him. To me, Kirk is actually the example of it right now. I I think the beef would be, because the main difference in the NBA, right, even if I'm not a star, but I got my team by the balls, like a De'Aaron Fox or a Carl Anthony Towns, I'm going to get a max contract. I'm going to get the same contract that Clay Thompson or Steph Curry would get, right, when they're 25, 26, four or five years into their deal. We get the same number. In football... You get a guy like Jalen Ramsey, Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, and they go, well, we play different positions, but we're all football players, and I'm only worth 18 or 19 million, and that guy's worth 35. That, to me, there is some disconnect there, and no one argues that, like, I'd say the top three or four guys are worth whatever you want to pay him. Mahomes, Skip Bayless, Rodgers. (laughs) There is a debate. Like, I think Dak is one of the more polarizing situations because it's right back to the Cousins deal, right? Like, is this guy really a max quarterback? Is he a max quarterback? Because if Dak Prescott was Jalen Ramsey, right, he wouldn't be Jalen Ramsey. He'd be like A.J. Bouye or, you know, some other just corner that's fine. And I think that's the issue that I think players internally in the NFL, like, have more issues with other quarterbacks more than they view like they think Mahomes is worth every penny. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Next up. Yeah. I, I see. I, I don't think this is the the sign of dramatic things to change because ultimately these guys, if Russ gets traded, Russell then end up on a team and then it'll be in theory, will be there for a long time. Deshaun will be there for a long time. Most of these guys are there for a long time. I'd say, I'd say Russ has been in Seattle for a long time. Yeah. Right. Uh, next up, this is from Subway Sabor. Hey, Guy and John, big fan of the pot. I think you guys are ballers. Can't get enough. Same. Big hypothetical. How different would the NFL be today if the Niners had won the Super Bowl in 2013? What does that mean for Jim and John Harbaugh? Does Kaepernick still have a job? Do the Niners become a dynasty? And how would that affect all the other teams? Would love to hear your thoughts. Is Jim Harbaugh still the coach of the 49ers if they'd won that Super Bowl? I say no. No chance. No chance. Is Kaepernick still the quarterback of the 49ers if they'd won that Super Bowl? No. I don't think so either. But he's the quarterback of the Niners longer than he was. Yes. He and Jim, you would have Jim had the contract. Extension. Yeah, Jim would have had. That was the big story. That was one of the big stories, right? Bef- was it before that season? No, it was after, after that, that season, season. And he wanted to be paid like that, you know, a top two or three highest paid guy. And he got like a five year, $25 million contract, which at the time, it's pretty nuts. That in 2010-11 was a ton of money, right? Paying this guy from Stanford $5 million a year. The equivalent of Jim Harbaugh now coming from Stanford to the to the Niners is what? Rule? What's he getting? Like 11 a year? Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's, 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 in a 10-year span, 
you and I were just bullshitting the other day about like houses in this area. The the coaching market for a guy with leverage doubled. And it was because, already high. Because the college salaries got so big really fast, right? For the average, like it wasn't just Saban. It was everybody. I think the NFL salaries went up pretty dramatically too, though. Yeah, for sure. I'm just saying the college guys had leverage to stay. Yeah, they could say I'll stay. And that was a Matt Rule thing because a lot of people thought like the Tepper was crazy. And remember, Matt Rule was like, guys, I make $9 million coaching at Baylor. At or Baylor. was like, God, he makes a ton. Uh, I actually you know don't what? think Jim makes that much now, does he? Seven, eight. I think I read that a would while be my. Back, I think which that's is a lot. that sounds right. Yeah. Um, you know what but I I'm, think is. I think he had to take a pay cut for this new contract. You know, because he just signed an he extension. He signed an extension and didn't get more money. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing to answer this question that would be different is I don't think John Harbaugh would be the coach of the Ravens anymore if Jim Harbaugh had won that Super Bowl. I think John Harbaugh would have been fired by now. You don't think he makes it to Lamar Jackson? Because remember, there I don't like think he makes it to Lamar Jackson. They were ugly. Yep, exactly right. I think what happened with him is similar to what happened with Tom Coughlin, where his career extended as a head coach because he won the Super Bowl, understandably. Yeah. And now, and then once he got Lamar, it's like, okay, yeah, John's good again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We should have asked Juszczyk about that when, when he was on the show. We didn't get to that. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, mailbag. Uh, Jay Middle and Haberman are two of the best out there. Again, question for the pod. What happened to the intro music? Tell him, guy. Well, we got rid of it. We were playing great music. Uh, we loved it. Everybody loved it. It's the best. And um, I just, you know, I, we start looking at the numbers. You start seeing the growth and you go, at some point, you know, you got to go legit. You can't be playing music that's not licensed and uh, it's not the right thing to do. And it opened, it exposes you to risk. So we, we got rid of the music. So we, we, well, now if we can have music that is royalty free or is given to license to us, somebody, somebody actually tweeted this the other day, yesterday and said, you guys got to get Hunter Bishop to give you some music. We're waiting on the new Bish, Bish music, Hunter Bishop, our guy, John, where's his spring training ABs? Our guy, Hunter Bishop has got a new single coming out soon. Has he had any ABs yet? Have you checked the box? I got to check some box scores. Uh, if he hasn't, yeah, it's I don't know. BS. <laughs> yeah, we, we just I, we, we need someone to give us some music because so we've it had a, is it's a game changer. It's it's hard to go from you know it's like you ever been in a car without a radio? It's now yes. There's a lot of us talking basically on, now in the car the all the time right now listening to to podcasts. Why I meant yeah I meant without whatever. The new the new version radio is uh, is Bluetooth. All right, John. Next up, uh, this is from Josh Fifteen Cant. These are very long ones, so I'll, I'll rattle through. He's got it's a two part or double prong. You guys talked about the decline of NBA uh, ratings on your last or on your last Sunday podcast. Um, do you think the NBA is concerned about that on a national level? And then he said, "Is this an issue going forward when it comes to the profitability?" And then part two of his question, if Jimmy G is the starter for 2021, are they a playoff team? Um, does Jimmy force the hand of Kyle to keep him the following year? If that happens by you know getting some extension, then what does that mean for the Niners going forward? Uh, they will have – oops, I made it too small. Uh, they will have um, – other guys to pay. So it's interesting. He's like, what if the Niners, the, his Niners question, we can start there is what if the Niners do end up keeping Jimmy and then things go well, does Jimmy somehow get himself an extension? Like not Jimmy, Jimmy's not great, but he's solid and they go to the playoffs and they win games. Does he force his zero, way? Zero, zero. Does he chance. force his way into an extension? Well, he's got three years. He's got two or three years left. What's the, 
No, I, I see under he could win the Super Bowl and win the MVP. They wouldn't give an extension. Z- zero chance. That's a phenomenal I see under question. No circumstances. Do you think if he won the MVP and they won the Super Bowl, he would get an extension? Because I still don't. Um, why, why would you have to? Why, why is the rush? So, I don't understand this rush. The NBA's king of this too. The NFL. Why are we always in a rush to pay people under contract? I, I just do not understand it. Well, it, it tends it to happen. Baffles me. Yeah, it tends to happen with with either a either a holdout, right? It can happen. You need to rework. It could, actually, it could happen if they needed to move some money around for him. You could get more money, get like rework his contract, move some money back, right? That could potentially happen. But twenty twenty, he will have one. The reason you do it with him, Johnny's twenty twenty two would be the last year of his deal, $27 million. So he would be going into the last year of his contract. So if he's an MVP, you know, and you just won the Super Bowl, yeah, you would extend him. He just won the MVP. I would not. He'd be in the last year of his contract coming off the MVP. Do it again because two of the last three years he gets hurt. I, I, See, I don't no think that would happen. Would I think they him. would extend him. I think they would reduce the. He's got a twenty. They would probably reduce his cap hit in twenty twenty two. Do you know what an extension would be if this hypothetical he won the the MVP and Super Bowl? He yeah. would make like forty million dollars a year. Well, what would it be if he hits free agency? Fuck it, let him leave. <laughs> but he just won the MVP. I, I, You're talking about well, then, like, for, then, 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 well, then I'll I'd play that last year out, and then I franchise him if I have to. See, I don't. We, th- we saw what happened before. I not no no way. If he won the MVP, you made it this extreme of a scenario. I didn't make it this extreme. Well, you said he won the MVP. But, but that my point is, I still got another year. I'm in no rush. I'm just take a deep breath. The okay. rush is then he hits free agency. Time. That's what happens. But you, but you, he doesn't because there's this mechanism called the franchise tag, and you can always tag. which you don't really want to use though, right? But but then you can extend him if you have to because that would be two good years. Like I, Jimmy, I don't trust. Uh, <laughs> uh, he just even won off the MVP an MVP year. year. Okay, yeah, all right. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code Ham fifty for a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot tournament season or the fight for playoff home court there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year so get in on the excitement with prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and you can get it on baseball too i've got some season long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs uh, not off not feeling great about shohei less than 38 and a half right now but I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks. I love it. It's download the app today. Use code HAM50 for the first deposit match of up to $100. Butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions. Last night, I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden, it was homemade taco night. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham. 
and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year, plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use Game Time. You just download the app on your smartphone, and you can search any event. Concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app. And uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Uh uh, the, the first part of his question is the NBA uh, worried about declining ratings on a national level. They have to be. Now, I will say, I don't know if I said this on the podcast. Somebody from the Warriors texted me the other day. They said they actually enjoyed our conversation. This was somebody on the business side. Said, I enjoyed your guys' conversation about ratings. I think you had a lot of points. He said, I think one thing we... Well, I won't say too much because apparently he told me. Some Did stuff. you tell Rick Welch? I'm a big he, fan he of what he's done in a meeting. And he was like, uh, Lakeham's right here. Why don't, why don't you guys have him on? And uh, but he said one thing is that the the there he's like one thing that can't be denied our streaming numbers are very high and that's not factored into these TV ratings, but TV does matter. I mean we just saw the NFL sign what they're in the realm of they signed or they're about to sign somewhere in the category of like eight billion dollars in television contracts. So uh, TV still not a real based thing. on streaming at all. Not based on streaming at all. Yeah, the Amazon we're just talking about two billion for ABC and NBC and CBS. I, I can't speak to the streaming numbers, but I, I know people that still work in the in the business of radio, and they always like, oh, our streaming numbers, but then you make no money off it. So it's it's one of those things that sound great in theory, and once you pivot all the way to streaming, well, what happens to the people that used to watch? Do they come with you? Uh, because the, the business has changed, and the, the NBA has been telling people forever, the youth, like, the youth is just watching all of our games. So you're telling me the college kid at 21 years old is just powering through all these Timberwolves games and you know Houston Rockets games and well you know, one thing is if LA they Clippers are they're games, not I don't know. they're not watching it on TV right that much is clear I I just I, again I'm I have a hard time believing that they are just consuming it like the way that they say doing it and listen I'm an NBA I watch the entire Warriors fan I watch every Warriors game but one thing I'm not uncomfortable I mean the wrong word because I I am pro making money. 
And the NBA Top Shot, which I am not anti it. Like I'm, I understand it. Like I, I don't necessarily understand why you would purchase it. Right, but I but get the you understand there's a everything. market happening right now, exploding. You do understand the NBA owns it. Yes. So like yep. Portnoy, for example, the pump and dumps. You hear that? It is in their best interest to pump that motherfucker to the moon. And I heard Cuban say this, and this is where I think the problem for the NBA is they've kind of branded. And listen, I, I know people are like, you know, it's it's not that big a deal, the political stuff. I do think they've been branded very, very extreme politically. That's I don't even think that's really arguable at this point. One of their big things, and maybe I'm just too far into the weeds, was like anti the word ownership. And I heard Mark Cuban was like, you know, we really want our fans to own stuff. That's NBA Top Shot. You get to own it. It's like, you know, talking with a major NBA reporter actually today on, uh, I text him because something I saw about Top Shot. He's like, yeah, they're king of talking outside of both sides of their mouth. And I I think the NBA is always fighting this kind of perception issue. And and listen, I think Adam Stern is just, or excuse me, David Stern and Adam Silver. I just don't think Adam Silver is very good. And that's a big problem for the league. Like, I, I actually think they have a lot of star players. But there is a little bit of like, and I think you've seen the struggle during Corona as they cancel games left and right. Like Adam Silver kind of is dictated by like Twitter, it feels like. Maybe not, I'm not obviously Twitter, but just it does feel that they're just, Twitter kind of dictates their policy, which is crazy. And it could certainly. It's probably not a great way to be business. No, I don't think that letting Twitter dictate business would be policy. I will say one, if I were going to say one thing. I do think the we're not going to use the word owner for NBA owners thing is kind of seems like it's disappeared. I feel like we're just calling guys. That was a pretty again. big deal. No, it was, well, but I, it's, I, I it feels over. I don't. I, it feels like it's. I don't yeah. hear anybody bringing it up. That anymore, was something but. though that they they. Yeah, it was a thing, for. but I think even there's a lot of that stuff with them. It's just it's just like come on, guys. All right, next up, uh, uh, question for the mailbag. I, really cool. Can I can I say one more thing? As the former scout in me. I'm a little uncomfortable with the way everyone is shitting on James Wiseman and this honest to God, because he's 19 years old. When we were growing up, guys like him would have gone like he did to just, I mean, he went to Memphis, but he was a, he was the number one or two recruit. And just, I, I, I loved, you know, the shacks, the Allen Iversons. And over the years, the documentaries have been done on those guys and they all spoke, and even before that, with Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan, how much college impacted them. Now, Michael was really good as a freshman. He hit the game when he shot in the NCAA championship. But I remember that Shaq documentary they did in the SEC. I'm not comparing Wiseman to Shaq. These guys, they play AAU ball, which we all know is a joke. Then for James's, you know, thing, he goes to college for like two weeks, and he gets basically kicked out. He's got to pay, and he's like, I'm out. He doesn't even know what's going on. And everyone's like, this guy cannot play. He stinks. He's 19. I can't imagine from a scouting perspective. We used to be uncomfortable with like underclassmen in in, uh, college football just because sometimes like if a guy's going to go first round and he's a junior, he had only been a starter for like one or two years. Like I don't really have that much tape on him, right? Like Justin Herbert, four-year starter, pretty easy. Some guy's like one-year starter and he's like a top 15 pick. You're like, I don't know. James Wiseman, there's just, give the guy some time. You know, I am so glad you said Warriors this. Warriors Twitter's I've been crushing them, guy. They're it's not just Warriors Twitter. I've been thinking a lot about this actually this week. And I, I haven't brought it up. I'm glad you reminded me. For two reasons. Because it's become this every it's not, hey, we can't hand we can't control it. Just every minute LaMelo plays well. We gotta reassess the Wiseman thing. It's because a lot of this is about LaMelo. Cause when I watch Wiseman, I go, <laughs> and we talked about this a week ago. I'm like, I think there's something here. 
But the problem is that LaMelo's been good and everybody feels obligated to compare him to LaMelo. And I also think the transition for big guys is so much harder. Now, part of the LaMelo deal is he's a ball and no, like, I think there were a lot of questions about if he'd be able to do anything well. And like the stuff that people didn't think he'd do well, like shooting the ball, he's doing really well. But I think everyone feels obligated now to treat this like it's like Wiseman is on is on uh, we're on like red alert watch for Wiseman because ball is playing so well. But really, it's just a conversation that's happening on Twitter nonstop. But then it gets pulled into the real world. And I'm sure I don't know if Wiseman's been asked about it. I'm sure he will be where it's like, hey, man, this ball, you're 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 catching heat on social media or everyone's being critical of you or like Wiseman is put in this position to feel pressure that I don't even think like actually exists. Because I mean, look, Trey Young. But I think and, I think fans watch him and go, "That guy, this guy's the number two pick." Because he has some moments he doesn't. I watch play. him and think, "Yeah, he is." The, yeah, I mean, he, the, the, he guy a lot. Of, back he does your, a lot of stuff wrong, but that's like, but, well, but I don't care. I can live he, with it. He's played well. No shit. I think he does a lot of stuff really well. But I think I do think it comes from. I don't think I think if Lamelo Ball was not playing this well, I don't think it'd be coming up as much as it is. But somehow James Wiseman's supposed to change. Because of LaMelo. Now, a lot of the conversation is about the Warriors scouting, right? It's That's part of it, too. It's not just about James. But I do think it has turned up the heat on James, and I feel like it is like 98% just comes from social media. And I don't think it's a real thing in James' no, world. No, I, I, I think a lot of people watch the Warriors game and see him like fumbling passes and not blocking any shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but then we tweet, but then it becomes a thing where it's like, Oh my God! Eighty percent of pressure. adults aren't on Twitter. No, no, I think but, a lot of people are watching and thinking it too. Yeah, I think all this—the pressures on him—comes from Twitter saying Lamelo's been really good. That's where I think. Well, it yeah, because that's where the media dictates their conversation. No, but no, no, but it's not like media; it's fans too. Twitter, I don't think if yeah. I don't think I think if you weren't watching Lamelo and you weren't on Twitter, you'd watch James and go, "Oh, I think there's something here." That's what I think. That, now he drops some passes he, and this and that and the other, but then he does things as a seven-footer drop step, drop step spin moves. I don't yeah, know. but I, 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 but I, I think it's fair to go. God, this guy needs a lot of work. That's what everyone's well, thinking. I, of course, but what my, what I'm addressing specifically is the oh, the heat's on him now because Lamelo's playing so well, and it's like yeah, the heat's only on him because everyone's saying the heat is now on him. I just know this. There was a couple plays when they were playing the Suns, and he got to start. He broke out in a sprint, like from his own free throw line. Like everyone's kind of moving, and he was passing everybody at, from a I'm, scouting perspective. Like hey. Hey, Steve Kerr, pressure's on you and your group to kind of coach this guy up. Now, this is part of, like, this is modern But day I don't NBA. think they need the pep talk. They guy. know that. They drafted him knowing well, he would no, be Well, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, my, my take is I think that Bob Myers and the front office is kind of getting, you know, shit on because, like, oh, no way Steve Kerr would want him. They're like, let's go the safer guy. And it's, he's just, you got to mold him. That's what coaching is. Like, he's, this is modern day NBA. LaMelo clearly is... Pretty sweet. Yeah, but, it, but, no. but you're right. But see, this is going to be, in the end, if Wiseman is not an all-star, it will be about the Warriors. It won't be about – I mean, it'll be about him too. But I'm just saying that's a big part of the conversation uh, is the Warriors scouting element of it. But I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, we're in agreement. I think people have been way too hard on him. Now, the, now, one thing that I did think about he this He can't block a like, shot. I mean, he's, he's got some things to work on. He – one thing I thought about this week was nobody says that for Tua. Like when Herbert, like in, in the NFL, no one's like, oh, let's be easy on Tua, you know, just because Herbert's balling. It was similar. Like Tua, a lot of the flack on Tua came because Herbert was really good, right? Yeah. I mean, it's what happens. So it's part of the deal. I mean, I'm not saying, of I'm not saying, 
people on Twitter. He signed a forty million dollar contract. I'm not saying people yeah. on Twitter shouldn't be saying it. I'm not even saying they're wrong. I'm just saying I hate when like every tweet turns into, well, James, the pressure's on you. And James is like, is it? Oh, the pressure comes from everybody telling him the pressure's on him. I don't know if he's feeling pressure. Maybe he is. Maybe he's getting frustrated. There's a million things that can happen, but... I just think yeah, a lot to of me, the pressure it's not even comes about, from like to me. He just he just needs work. He's nineteen. No That's my ultimate point. He just fucking needs time. Nico Mata, go, which is fine. By the way, let me break away from that. Nico Mata, bulldog in the house on the comments. I think a lot of it has to do with Lamelo. Yeah, he's right. Wiseman will be fine though. That's his take. Nico Mata in the house, John. That's a bulldog. Well, a dog here, in the house. One thought. One thought I've had. If he's not as crazy as it sounds, I think Steve would be in some trouble. Not this year, but just. But as I told you, I think Steve's got two years. It just depends how many games they win. Yeah. They drafted him. The front office drafted him. Uh, Question, who do you blame for Philly's 2020 collapse? I'm pointing the finger at Howie. Seems like he's gotten fat and happy after the Super Bowl win. You're mad at me. He weighs like 150 pounds. I blame everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, here's what I know. That their quarterback... You know, the way things have been said and documented about Tom being coachable and open-minded, Carson was the opposite. And if you're going to be like that when things struggle, it's going to be very, very difficult. And then players are going to turn. Like, I I don't know, did they do a great job of quote-unquote coddling him? That's, I hear that word a lot. Do you know what coddling is? The moment you give a guy a lot of money. Because every human being, I can say, you know what? John, you're the worst. Someone says, you're the worst fucking podcaster ever. And then if, or say that to Joe Rogan, he's always, well, I got about 250 million to say I'm pretty fucking good. And it's like everyone shitting on Carson and he knows he's struggling. He still gets his direct deposit, which is 16 games, 35 million. You do the math. I mean, he's getting enormous sums of money. It's hard to not think that, you know, I'm not saying money should define humans, but when you're ma- when you get that contract, how could you not think like you just know more than other people? And this gets back to what we talked about, Jimmy. Like I'm just not into rushing to pay everybody. When you said about holding out with Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald when they held out, or or Jamal, like those guys are pretty well established Pro Bowlers. I think sometimes with quarterbacks, we just want to jump the gun because like an NBA star or like you know I think a future star baseball player. Everyone wants it, right? Like, I got the quarterback. And more often than not, you don't. (laughs) So if you worst case scenario, like, did the Washington football team get it wrong with Kirk Cousins? Like, has Jerry got it wrong with Dak? Well, Washington would be better off right now with Kirk Cousins. Now we'll see. They can make it better. Yeah, they don't have a quarterback. Now they can fix that in the draft. Would he have have made it this far, like, before Ron got there? You know, like, they were kind of crappy for a couple years. (laughs) Yeah, he might not have. I'm just saying, like, right this second, they'd be better off if he was on their team. But that's... Yeah, today. In 2021, they would have been solid with him. I just don't know if, like, it might have ended in, like, 17 or 18. That's maybe, you know, right. I I just don't know if it would have got to this point. Yeah, and maybe they'll end up getting somebody this year that they wouldn't have otherwise gotten. Although, you know, they made it a playoff. But part of it, though, is when you cap yourself... I don't. I forget even the question. <laughs> Whenever you cap yourself with a quarterback who's not a star and you're paying a lot of money, you just put yourself in. Who do you blame for Philly's collapse? Yeah, because I, I just think they paid a guy who was not worthy of being paid, who is talented. But my, my point is that they just would have waited. You could have just, you would have found out more information. And then you never would have been in this situation. 
Uh, I got one more mailbag. This came from uh, Instagram DMs. This is Jaden, who uh, Jaden Diamond, who uh, Instagram DM'd us this. Just thinking of the beautiful, uh, this was Thursday. He said, saw Chris Sims QB rankings. He has Fields 5 uh, of the 6. Any chance this dude is just trying to push him down to Kyle? <laughs> we both got a kick out of that. Uh, it was Zach Wilson, people, Trevor people think Lawrence. People like Chris Sims Mac is Jones, like Kyle's spy well, in the media to try to dictate terms. Well, did you see he tweeted something yesterday? He was like, no inside information. But I think the Niners would like whoever he said he thinks the Niners would like. I love that he has to like say it because because it's true. Everyone just assumes anything he says is uh, straight from the mouth of Kyle. But I guess that's what happens when you share. I, I a had tattoo. a birdie out there, and I, I'm not going to say it until it it potentially actually happens because it would be great for our business. That just I I, I just think things are moving around that you just to keep an eye on. So you're saying I, I Deshaun Watson will be a Niner next week? Nothing to do with that list, but I, I, I feel pretty good about where the the Niners taking some swings. Uh, okay, let's get to some before we got to get out of here. Uh, let's all let me throw some YouTube's up as well. We just did iTunes questions. Let's see. Uh, uh, well, actually, Jason, I can't remember how I did this last time. How did I add? Oh, here we go. Jason, what do you think of Chris Sims' top six QB rankings? I like it. I like him going with Zach. I don't even know that I love Zach Wilson, but I, I mean, I like Zach Wilson. I like him putting Zach Wilson ahead of Trevor Lawrence. I think that's fun. Um, the Kellen Mond one. What do you think of the Kellen Mond one? Well, I didn't even think Jimbo liked the guy. So I felt like Jimbo was always trying to replace him. Sims and, uh, that, that, and Grant Cohn like him. He makes some, I watched some of his highlights the other day. I mean, he makes some sick throws. He's big. He's something to like. Phys- physically, physically gifted guy. You know, could he be the next Dak? Well, Dak went in the fourth round. Well, the way he's writing about him is like a top 10 pick, right? Yep. I think Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence. Bold. I, I would bet against that one. Where did the first... Oh, here we go. Aubrey says... Huff? Uh, uh, <laughs> Chowdhury. Uh, Chowdhury. Uh, what's up, boys? What do you think the, what do you think the Chargers will do in the draft? It's uh, a pretty good question. What, what, were they dra- what number are they drafting? They, they got to be in the top 10. I mean, they didn't win any games. Chargers are drafting 13, uh, one spot behind the Niners. <laughs> how many games did Chargers win? Seven. Remember, they won. I, I felt remember like Remember, the they won four won to three. Fin- No, they won four games to end the season, remember? Because it was like, oh, they saved Anthony Lynn's draft. I mean, Anthony I Lynn's job. Sho- I saw that they're shopping the offensive linemen. I, I bet they just probably go offensive line. Seems like Would the thing they guess. do, right? They don't really need another receiver. They kind of hit a couple guys last year. Uh-huh. My philosophy, if I had a guy like Herbert, would just be trenches. Just dominating the trenches. He'll make plays with randos. Because some of his passes, like obviously Keenan had a big game. How often would you just be on your couch and be like, who did he just throw that to? Like, what's that guy? He did that a lot. Like little little well, skinny dudes with single digit or with like 14, 15, 16 numbers. Well, you remember. Because Mike, Mike, Mike Williams, Williams hurt a lot. Mike he Williams got hurt. Guys. Jalen Guyton. Where did they get him? Wasn't he like, a, yeah, he was a rookie out of North Texas. Like he was pretty good. Well, you, you know who's king of finding the like uh, D two guys is Telesco. Like they, I feel like the Chargers have hard ons for like we got our number two wide receiver. I mean, R.I.P. Vincent Jackson. I think Northern Colorado guy. They, they, they've always Tyrell Williams is from like uh, Division seven in Oregon. John, this is from Joey. Uh, thoughts on Baker UFO news? I mean, you know, somebody has pointed out, are, isn't the Pentagon supposed to release like everything they know about UFOs in, in like a month or two? You believe in aliens? Uh, 
I don't not believe in aliens. Let me put it that way. There there've been enough weird. What if they're not aliens? What if they're just people on another planet or something? You know, some other life form. Yeah, this is Australia. Alien to me has a, this is a negative. Yeah, they just have such a negative connotation. What if they're just they, like they look uh, just like us? They're just like animals or something. What if they just look they, like us? I don't know what they look like. Yeah, what if they do? I don't know. Maybe if I, who knows? I I I'd say anything is possible. I would uh, I would agree with that. Uh, and maybe what if the UFO was just like their net jets? We're like, bro, we're just flying fucking. We're just going on a vacation. Yeah, they were like, like we've been trying to get here for so long. We just want to yeah, go to Hawaii. We don't call your you guys are locked down, and then we try to get to Hawaii, and you guys won't let us in. I know we um, we're not into quarantine. Edward says, other than QB, what's the position the Niners must fill in this draft? They'll probably left tackle. Hold on. Yeah, I heard some good news on Trent that it might happen. All right, well then it's not left tackle. It's Trent, still, please stay. But it still might be O line. <laughs> Trent, don't go. <laughs> That's Kyle right now. Trent. All right. Have you seen Brunskill? Uh, on that note, thanks for how aliens turned off the lights in the Superdome. Someone said for the Niners. So, so the aliens are Niners fans. Maybe. I remember trying to. I went to get a sandwich at halftime of that game, and I tried to park, and there wasn't. And I lived in the city at the time. I, I honestly almost had a mental breakdown. There was nowhere to park. I, I was thinking, just, I'm just going to park. Double park in a either a handicap or a red, and just let the chips. You probably would have got away with because it because. The guy, there was nowhere to park. I mean, nowhere to park. And then I get back in because the lights turned off, early, if I remember correctly, early in the third quarter. And I just got there and it was black. I'm like, this is crazy. It's like the aliens are watching out for me. <laughs> okay. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for participating. Uh, give us some mailbag questions on iTunes. Go subscribe to the YouTube page. Like this video. Like this. Share this podcast. All of it. See you, aliens. Later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.